Hello, I'm Dan Schinder. And I'm Stephen Schinder. And you're watching Yes Shift, which is... A father-son vlog slash podcast where we talk about Yes, people who have worked with Yes, and prog, like, tangents. And uh, this episode um, will primarily focus on celebrating Roger Dean. August 31st is his birthday. We're recording on the 30th, although it's technically the 31st in England right, right now as we're recording. So That's true. Yeah. And uh, so what we'll be doing, uh, and we'll be doing other stuff first, but what we're going to do is we're going to go through the Yes Studio albums that he did art for. There's a lot. Go, yeah, like half the catalog at least. And we're going to uh, each say which song we think best fits the artwork. But first, we're going to touch on the news that came out yesterday regarding the upcoming Yes US tour, and then uh, sprinkle in a couple other time-sensitive, Yes-ish related things, and then dive into the Roger Dean stuff. And when we do dive into the Roger Dean stuff, we'd like you to answer the same questions that Steve and I are answering for each other. Which song of each album best represents the artwork that Roger did of that album or vice versa. I'm looking forward to getting yeah. to the going for the one answer, <laughs> <laughs> which still blows my mind that whole thing. But anyways, so what do we got first? Yeah. We got some really neat news. Yeah. So the news that came out yesterday on Monday and we'd heard rumblings that uh, this was coming. And so we kind of knew what to expect, but um, basically over on Yes World, um, and I'll share the link in the comments, they've announced that the upcoming U.S. tour, uh, which is from October to November, will still be the Close to the Edge 50th anniversary tour. Um, they've mentioned that, the, well, the first day twisted here is for the Alan White uh, celebration, uh, Alan White celebrating his life and music Concert that'll be in the Paramount Theater in Seattle on October 2nd, featuring members of Yes and his band White. Um, so that's the first thing listed here. And then if they go from Pennsylvania uh, to all sorts of places, Florida, I see Texas on here, uh, a few California ones. And uh, so, yeah, across North America, well, the US, uh, oddly, there's no Canadian dates, but um, yeah, and of course, they're paying tribute to Alan and uh, still celebrating Close to the Edge as well. So um, we kind of went over our reactions when they initially switched from Relayer to Close to the Edge earlier this year for the UK. And they're still doing Close to the Edge for Japan uh, this coming month in September. So does this news surprise you at all, Dad? Like, what's your overall reaction that they're doing Close to the Edge still for U.S.? I'm happily surprised because they should be celebrating it. And I'm surprised only in the way that we weren't sure if it was going to happen. You know, there wasn't any firm word on it uh, as it's been for about 54 years with Yes. Um, but... Uh, that's the one surprise. Like it just sort of came out of nowhere, but it makes sense. And they should be celebrating it this year. I mean, how they didn't think of that ahead of time and planned on Relayer to begin with is, is kind of weird. Uh, maybe they forgot what year it was or what year it came out, or I don't know what went on there. That's quite curious to me. But um, 
it's cool that they're doing it. And it's really interesting. You and I talked about this very briefly a day or two ago that uh, there's a post I shared to you in Messenger. And I said, wow, some people are really into this and some people are hating on it. And it's that whole yes isn't yes without conversation. And we don't want to get into that here. Not, not right now. Maybe someday we'll have some show just about that so people can get out of their system. But it is cool that a lot of people are like, whoa, I can't wait to see this. And other people are saying, I saw their last couple tours and they were so together. They sounded so great and, you know, all that stuff. And now Jay joins the band and we've reached out to Jay. Hopefully he'll come on. Drum Talk TV and Yes Shift will broadcast that simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Simulcast it just like we are all these episodes. Um, but long answer to your question i'm i'm happily surprised that they are following through and bringing it uh, to the us it it'd be stranger if they didn't i can't imagine a reason why they didn't and steve i don't know if you know this the reason why there's no canadian dates they're not that well known in canada actually well there have been canadian dates on previous <laughs> tours um, yeah, I figured when I saw you smiling just now, but yeah. Steve just blows past it, just ghosts me on that one. <laughs> yeah, like there, there have been some tours, like I'm looking at Forgotten Yesterdays. Uh, I see that there were no Canadian dates for uh, Topographic Drama in 2016 or the 50 tour in 2018. But um, on a bunch of these weird. tours, that, on a bunch of these tours, there are at least a few Canadian dates, although on their last U.S. tour that they did, um, the Royal Affair tour, there was only one Canadian show in Toronto. Toronto, yeah. Yeah, so I I'm a little bit surprised by that aspect. But yeah, we'd been hearing for a while that they were hoping they could come to the U.S. for like October, November, that area. But they were saying maybe we'll do Relayer then. But I think as we kept getting closer to it, I sort of got resigned to the fact that you know what they'll probably do close to the edge since they're so used to the set list as it is now. Um, so it, it's not as much of a shock as it was when they switched from Relayer to Close to the Edge um, so for UK earlier this year. And I think you were more positive on that than I was, but I've I've kind of grown like used it just to makes it sense, and fine with it. You know? yeah. yeah, I don't understand something. Okay, you and I either have or have heard a lot of yes bootlegs over the years. I've seen right. them in concert a lot of times over the years. You've seen them a couple times. And I don't understand. Someone please chime in and remind me, why aren't they just doing both? Why aren't they doing both albums plus two or four songs from the quest since that's the new album? Like yeah, why they, is they are only doing uh, two songs from yeah. So why isn't yeah. it a two and a half hour show doing both albums, some of the quest, and of course Roundabout and God forbid all good people? Like why not? <laughs> you know, really why not? I think that's a valid question. They did back in the day. I've got a bootleg up on my shelf of them doing all of Close to the Edge, all of Tales from Topographic Oceans, and Roundabout. So yeah. why aren't they doing it? Well. Maybe they need more time for relayer, I <sighs> guess. Like, but yeah, I would prefer for them to just do both. do both. But it's like they have to feel ready for it. You know, it's sort of a give and take. 
situation. Um, so, but but I totally feel you, and there have been mixed reviews, uh, not just for the yes side of things, but also for John and the School of Rock. Like some, I've seen people on both sides saying that to them, like one or the other is like like some people on both sides love the show others don't like the pacing either it's too slow or too fast it's really all a matter of perception and how we take in the energy from each of these shows so it'll vary from person to person of course i I think a great concert if i may would be this whole weird inversion thing of doing close to the edge siberian katru cool down a bit within you and i cool down more with to be over go into sound chaser and close with gates of delirium ending with soon and do roundabout as an encore or do two or three quest songs and i only say that because i mean that's the album that came out how do you not tour the album that came out right. i've complained about that in other forums before but i i oh, yeah so have i <laughs> yeah yeah you have and while I respect, you know, your view and giving them some slack and some latitude saying, be ready, this and that. Folks, I can't let this completely out of the bag, but in a day or two, I can. Steve, if you think about what I decided to put together and I edited this crazy thing that I'm going to be playing to that I've only had today to listen to and I'm recording it tomorrow and I'm not even yes. I mean, if I handed it to them, I'd expect them to be able to do it on two days notice I'm doing it. So why can't they do these two albums together that they all should know inside it? I I can't find that much. Sorry, guys. I can't find that much rope to give them on that one. I don't know why. Like, can't, why aren't they doing both? I don't have a satisfied answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I don't play any instruments. So you, you have me, like you have more experience on like that end of things. And I know that they've had a break because of a pandemic, but it's like they could rehearse individually, but I don't know. Is it a different thing rehearsing together? Like, like it is, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know like how much preparation they would have needed before okay. getting together and how much so, of it sticks. But, okay. So, you know, I, yeah, a, you I see know, your point. Thanks. You know, AD Adams. Yeah. Okay, so folks who, who don't know, A.D. Adams is a great drummer. He's been a longtime drummer of Louis Prima Jr. and the Witnesses. They all they all live all over, and Louis Jr. lives in Vegas. And we were living in Vegas at the time when I met A.D., who lives in Phoenix. And when I first was getting to know A.D., I said, so you guys are getting ready to go on tour and do some shows. And I said, I said you guys live all over. Do you rehearse in Vegas? He said, what? And I said, do, do you guys all get together in Vegas to rehearse before you go to? He says, we don't rehearse. We're professionals. Like, they don't even rehearse. <laughs> they just all know the stuff. They know their show so well, they get together and they do it. And it's not the same show over and over and over and over every year. So given that, given that, sorry, I just, I, I find it mind boggling. I do. Yeah, I've been yeah, playing no, the music as long as all of them have. I can, I could do it. I'm saying it. I could do it. If someone said, Dan, they need you. Jay has a cold. He sprained his ankle, whatever. We need to step, have you step in tomorrow and do all the close to the edge. I could do it. I know the music that well. I expect them to. Yeah. And I don't want it to seem like I'm 100% defending not no, it doesn't. I don't relayer, feel that way. Because like, I really do want relayer. It's just, 
I guess and I don't I'm, want to sound I'm like a to... dick about it either, but I, yeah, I just it's, don't it's have like, a satisfied answer. Yeah, it's like we're well, I'm playing devil's advocate, yeah. trying to see like why, rationalize like, it, an, yeah. answering the question why sort of thing. Which yeah, and and folks, uh, we Steve and I, we don't talk about these episodes before we do them. Really, we had no idea that this can of worms would open up or yeah. spring snakes or whatever's going on here. But it just occurred to me. When you were talking about the change, I, I thought, why aren't they doing both? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. anyway. Like, like I think, yeah, I think we were expecting to just breeze through it quickly. And then we were like, oh, we have lots of thoughts about this thing. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not that surprising that they're going this way. But at the same time, we're like, why not just do this other thing as well? Well, you're doing this. Yeah, and we're so, out of time, so we'll be back tomorrow with Roger Dean's feature. <laughs> Just kidding. Stay with us, folks. Stay with us. All right. What's next? Well, let's see how it all unfolds. And maybe when we get Jay on or we'll get Billy on again or with Steve regarding the album with Virgil, we'll ask them in a very gracious, respectful way. It's a legitimate question. And and yeah. Steve might say, you know, most of us are in our we're just older now. Jeff Downs just turned seventy. Steve's eighty-eight or seventy-five. Whatever. You know, it's a legitimate question, and there might be a legitimate music that they just don't play that long in concert anymore. Right. Um, and before we go into the next thing, I just want to read a couple comments I see over on the Drum Talk TV thread. Um, Christopher Whalen says, love DS musicianship and the finest mesos of their day in the rock world. And then, uh, apparently was, uh, surprised to find out they're still playing. Oh, um, yeah. Hello? So yeah. Uh, Quim Preto, uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. says, I'm a drummer in Portugal, a very simple drummer, enjoy life and music. That's a Dom Famularo quote. Oh, yes. I like I like your conversations. So uh, yeah, I think thank that's, you. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. following Yes Shift and thanks especially for following but Yes Shift Talk on TV. Drum Talk TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, real quick before we get into the Roger Dean stuff, here's some time sensitive Ooh. stuff. Wait, there's I Roger noticed. Dean stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the majority of the episode. But, yeah, but we yeah. do have some time-sensitive info to let you in on. And the reason it is time-sensitive is because... Because uh, they're happening soon and currently happening. So And discounts. What, yeah, discounts. Uh, so uh, I guess we'll just start with the discount thing. So over on Amazon, the, the Asia, the official live bootlegs volume one box set is now 28% off. So for us in the U.S., it's marked down from ninety-eight, ninety-eight to seventy, ninety-nine. Um, I'm not sure how long that sale is for. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah, I I tried inquiring about it, but it's uh, I haven't gotten an answer. Um, and then uh, we also have. Uh, let me just look at our notes. Why don't we ask um, um, Chip? Or oh, yeah, Bruce, man. who works with Carl and, and them. We just had Carl Palmer on. We could, Bruce would know, right? Bruce Palato yeah, I, I, I Yeah, I should have thought of that. But okay. yeah, I guess we'll people, if you, really want, if you really want to get this, uh, get it as soon as you can. Yeah, get it while you um, can. Such a deal. Yeah, and uh, we, we've talked about uh, before how Rick Wakeman is going to be part of the 70s Rock and Romance Cruise in yeah. March of next year. 
Um, and it was announced, I saw this over on his Facebook page. Uh, apparently cabins are selling fast and people can use the code WAKEMANFAN uh, for an exclusive rate. That's in all caps. I don't know if it's automatically all caps or not, but yeah, it's in all caps. And um, also uh, Bandcamp Fridays are back from se- first oh. Fridays of September through December. So you got four Bandcamp Fridays right there. So people can... Uh, buy stuff for people's band camps and they give them a bit the artist gets a bit more of the money that comes from that yeah Yeah, more royalty that yeah uh so yeah maybe i'll see if there's anything i can get and john anderson over on patreon is doing an ask me anything for patrons on thursday september 1st at 7 30 eastern u.s time so that's 4 30 pacific Um, and are you you're one of his patrons right yeah, I'm still subscribed to the Patreon, so I'm going to try to catch this. And What would you uh, ask? I've got to figure that out. <laughs> I'll, I'll think of something. But yeah, and of course, uh, onto the Roger Dean stuff. His and his daughter Freya's exhibition titled The Secret Path has begun. Uh, it began on August 25th and is happening through October 30th over in San Francisco at the hate or height arts center it's spelled h-a-i-g-h-t okay and you could get the info like just even just looking at roger's facebook page um and we got a few pics like we got uh well we have roger's profile pic and we also have a poster for the exhibition and a pic of posters beautiful yeah what's this new Uh, butterfly kick he's on (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's he's used that for um the close to the edge 50th stuff and, as and the well. quest has the bird so there's something about wings going on maybe he's somehow putting take there's something about being airborne going on or something i think it's neat yeah it kind of feels to me like a throwback to the dragonfly thing on house of yes with the whole winged thing winged oh, insect interesting thing, yeah yeah yeah, so, um, yeah, and uh, so if people can go to that exhibition, definitely try. Um, uh, I don't know if we're, sh- should we talk about it or? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're looking into whether uh, we can go there maybe in October. So we got to finalize some details and stuff. So If so, uh, if it does work out, we'll do some live stuff from, from the trip. We'll do some episodes on the road and while we're there and, um, the the way it would happen, Steve and I live a few hundred miles away from each other. So I'd fly to him, then we'd drive to the exhibition in San Francisco, spend some time there, drive back, then I'd I'd fly home. So it'd be plenty of time for us to do some stuff, maybe have some fun special uh we haven't talked about this, so I'm making this shit up as I go along. And Steve's <laughs> probably going, Oh, we're gonna do that? You know, maybe some um uh, yes shift on the road episodes or something like that. Oh, we that'd spell be fun. Yeah, yeah, episodes, S-O-A-D-S, you know, get it? On the road episodes. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I know Yes is like in California in October, so I might possibly look into that. It, it'll depend yeah. on some factors, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, like either way, like going to the exhibition would be really cool. So we'll, we'll keep everyone posted as yeah. we figure things out. Um, so yeah, I guess that leads us into our discussion going through 
uh, the art that Roger Dean has done for the Yes Studio albums. And, and let's kind of lay this out for everybody. We're going to go chronologically by album, starting with the yeah. first Yes album that Roger did the artwork for. This is all studio albums. We're going to start with Fragile, and we're going to say what song on each album do we feel best matches up with the artwork and vice versa. And we want you folks to chime in too. It's almost like a game in a way. There's yeah. no right or wrong answer. It's it's all our own personal things, but we'd love to hear from you. And it'd be interesting, just like we talk about everyone's favorite albums, everyone's favorite songs, the different variety of answers we might get from this. Like I have, Steve and I have not shared one answer to any of these together so i have no ideas what his picks are he has no idea what mine are we have no idea what yeah. yours are and we'd love to know so let me pull yeah. up contestant number one is fragile there's the the front cover and then we're going to go to it's got the airship there and then we're going to go to the that's the back right back yeah. or inset the back yeah and i think for some of these albums like the answer will be very obvious but some of these you could like really debate and it'll be interesting um and um i also included the interior artwork which may or may not like i don't know if we want to like divide i was gonna whatever, ask you but... is it one song for i told you we didn't talk about it folks is it one song that represents everything or could each each piece of art be represented by a different song like obviously this is you know what i'm like i say it i think you know what i would say this is and then there's right. you know so uh i'm okay with i'm okay with it being broken up into different uh much like how the planet is breaking up yeah yeah that's true <laughs> so what would you what do you think relates to the 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 front art um, so this is my answer for like the front and the back art, like just okay. the planet and the glider thing. Okay. My, I think my answer is we have heaven and maybe part of that is the hindsight of this feels very much like the seeds of Elias of Sun Hillo. And so there's that connection and, you know, heavens reminds me of space and, um, you know, he is here could refer to like the glider arriving. So yeah, for me, I think I would assign We Have Heaven to the front and back art. I agree. And this obviously would be South Side of the Sky. Yeah, I think so, too, because it has like the mountain and the yeah, sunshine. The and climber. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty clear. This one is interesting. I've always been curious about this one. And... I was... Uh, the one with the creature? Yeah. And I, I'm trying to remember. So how old would I have been? Eight when this came out. Um, and so I was, I think, 10 when I first saw this. And I always thought this was not scary, but just sort of like freakish. <laughs> like it doesn't fit. I don't get it. I mean, I see how those look fragile. They almost look like weird newt type things. But I, I don't even know what song to put with that to be honest with you yeah uh, for me like again i don't know what it is but i did wonder if maybe it's some sort of amphibious creature and That's if so it maybe it's like maybe it's like near the ocean and so maybe the fish could possibly fit but with it maybe but you'd think there'd be a fish it is it, it is a reach i know <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I just couldn't think of anything else that could possibly match to it. Now, I bet some people are going to say Roundabout simply because that's the song they associate most with the album, that and Long Distance Runaround. But we're looking for more of what song, you know, I mean, that's one perspective to have that's fair. But we're looking for artwork-wise, visually, and artwork-wise, musically, what seems to be the best match representative. Go on to the next one. Yeah. This might be the most difficult one. (laughs) Um, So this is the the front, and we're going to go to the, the gatefold. This is uh, probably one of the most famous gatefolds ever. Yeah, this is uh, Close to the Edge, of course. Is the name of the album. I'm going to say this is, for me, the best match is 5% for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, it's close to the edge, you know? That's literally it. It literally is. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, like the interior artwork with like the edges and waterfalls, like it's clearly close to the edge. And even if you're just talking about the green cover yeah i i would still say close to the edge even without the logo because close to the edge is the greenest sounding song because of all the imagery that exactly the opening with the leaves blowing and the birdies and all that yeah yeah okay moving on to probably my favorite um one of my very very favorites and this is tales from topographic oceans um what do you think for this one, Steve? I'm curious how close ours go together. Uh, and by the way, the thing that's always interested me or been most curious about this cover is that Aztecian pyramid in the background. I've always thought that was like, what was that an afterthought? Was that because it's just so unrelative to a lot of it in a way, the way I'm interpreting it. But what? Yeah, I, I can't remember if it's Aztec or Mayan, but it is ah, an right. odd addition, definitely. Yeah, zoom um, in on that a little bit. Right, so I could kind of see arguments for how any of the songs might fit best, but for me, I think it's the revealing science of God, because to me it looks like the sun is rising, and so that's like, you know, the dawn of the light uh, lying between the sound stenciled sources, and... Costume infusion of wonder. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, with the fish, the water, it reminds me, you know, it's, and the title being topographic oceans, you know, makes me think of the ocean and whatnot. And, and in the song, they say, and we dance from the ocean. So I think that's my pick for this. It's, it's mine also. Oh, I wow. just realized, <laughs> yeah, I just realized the pyramid might be representative of the ancient. So, now that we have that, let's look at this cover. And do we see all four songs in this? That's probably what's to be interpreted. I, you know, Tales from Topographic Oceans is there. Maybe the ancient ritual. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, it's, I think this is something I wondered about a while ago. There's but... that pathway on the right. There's yeah. that branch coming, seemingly coming out of the middle of the granite or whatever rock that is in the middle. There's this stream. So you've got, that's interesting. I wonder if there's an interpretation of each song in that consciously, you know? Yeah, it could be possible. Yeah, that'd be a question I would ask Roger for sure. We plan on having him on, whether it's when we see him at the exhibit, if he's even there, or if it's uh, on our show here. So right. cool. Next. Uh, a, th- when we did his show last year, 
and we talked about favorites. I think this was number one, right? Relayer. It was definitely high up there. And um, it's very I know, ta- I know Tails was as well. Yeah, it, it's very interesting that this ranks so high and has the least amount of color and saturation. Um, and it's so neat how the crags or whatever those formations are represent keys and keyboards in a weird way. Um, you get the Tolkien aspect. I mean, this is Gates of Delirium all the way. This is literally the story, I think. Oh, really? I was going to say it's to be over. Cause really? When, when confronted with a giant snake, I just want it to be over. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> Gates of Delirium. <laughs> it, it, of course it's Gates of Delirium. Like, there's no other answer. You yeah. Know? It's literally like if they made a film, this would be a scene. And, you know, I'd love for him to make an animated film of Gates with the original soundtrack and the artwork all based on that. That would just, if there's one album, even more so than Tales, that's the one I would pick. Just make a full length film out of it. You know, it's a story that unfolds. It's ah, getting goosebumps. Okay, folks. I hope you're chiming. Are they chiming in, Steve? What's going on? What's happening? Um, I don't see any. Oh, come on, people. (laughs) Chime in. Let us know. Okay, this one I'm real curious. I think I know what your pick is going to be for drama. I think we're going to have the same one. Yeah, probably. Uh, So I think it's Tempest Fugit or Fugit or Fudget, however you pronounce it. Because uh, uh, th- there's that lyric about the leopard or that's like blended into the background type of thing. So, yeah, I think it's that song, the fun drama. So me too. But let me ask you this. If it was sans the motion of the two birds and the three cats, what would it be? That totally changes the cover because oh, like, like if it's just a landscape. Yes, it would just be static. There's no trees um, blowing. There's these cacti-looking things. You got the rock formation, some trees in the background, but there's no motion without the animal life. So, what would it be for you then? Well, weirdly, the I I, I think it's a glacier, but weirdly, like the first thing my head went to was, well, the glacier is white, so maybe white car, but that wow. doesn't make sense the more you think about it. But right, um, you know, maybe into the lens because I could imagine someone like bringing their camera to this type of oh, wow. place, maybe, maybe make a nature documentary type of thing. I um, like there, that. It's there by the water side, you know. Yeah, you're right. That great pick. I agree 100%. Yeah, when you really zoom in. I used to have the sort of baseball jersey sort of T-shirt that's white in the middle with colored. It had red sleeves, and it had that on the cover. And um, like an idiot, you know, this is – I was young, so this is 1980. But by 1982 or three, I still had the shirt. And I wore it to my job one day. I was a silkscreen artist, and I got – silkscreen epoxy ink on it and i oh think oh my gosh i know and it ended up probably getting thrown away i had another really bizarre yes concert shirt that was a total bootleg shirt it had no official artwork on it even the logo was weird but it had a dragon and on a black shirt it was real colorful i don't know what happened to that and i we lose stuff along 
the miles of life, you know? Yeah, I, I would not wear this Yes t-shirt to any, like, I, I would just, like, I'm very protective of it. I, I would never have made that decision that you did. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in my head. I don't know. So the next one, Steve and I had just a quick text conversation. Do we include this or not? Mm-hmm. He wasn't sure. And I said, you know, um, a lot of people consider this a Yes album. They put it in their rankings and everything. So here we are with a beautiful album cover with ABWH. And the interesting thing between this and drama, if I could click back and forth real quick, yeah. look at the difference. So, what's the difference in time span, Steve? This is 1980 About, with drama. Yeah, and uh, ABWH is 89, so nine years of experience. Only right nine years, which doesn't sound like a lot, but this is also post Asia. And his work took a leap, I think, with those first two Asia albums. In, in a previous Roger Dean episode, we showed tons and tons of Roger's work outside of Yes, and I can't contextualize what else he did during these nine years, but clearly what he started to do with what we saw with Asia definitely progressed even more, and we see that result in the arc of his work with this, where he really amplified what he was doing with architecture, just everything here. I love this cover. This just puts yeah, you he, in another world as all his work does. But then you got the familiarity with the eagle and I, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, he even uh, continued the trend of having like that body of water right there. Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, I, I have a song in mind for uh, this one. And we might have the same one, but like what's what's yours that you have in mind? I think it's... Um, um, I'm having a senior moment. It's uh, the first track on the album. Themes? Yeah, I th- is it themes? Yeah, it's themes. Okay. I think that, that to me, I just so associate it slightly maybe, or maybe a lot, in the way a lot of people would just automatically associate Roundabout with Fragile. That song, I just remember hearing it for the first time uh, t- to me, it's themes. There's so many things going on there. Okay. What about you? Uh, so for me, and again, you know, sometimes we'll try it by the music or by the lyrics, but for me, it's brother of mine. Cause really, you know, there, yeah. Cause there's the words, see the desert. We have walked the path. Of, so, you know, there's a oh, desert okay. and there's also seeing long lost brother of mine watching my fly like an eagle or maybe it's seeing me fly like an eagle but yeah, yeah. it mentions an eagle and um i and like the music video for that song also fed into like the desert and eagle motifs so i guess uh, yeah. that helps push that idea into my head that's that all makes sense i had a completely different way of associating the music with the song yours is much more rational and contemplative (laughs) whereas mine was that to me long lost brother of mine is so commercial if you will yeah (laughs) yeah compared to the rest of the stuff on the album that i didn't relate the album cover to something that radio friendly it takes it's more enchanting so that's why themes is the fit for me now i want to hear that album yeah. Now, now this next one, uh, Union, was perhaps the toughest one 
for me. Oh, yeah, especially because of the weird variety of music on that album. Yeah, um, we have, like, the front cover and, like, a bit of art on the back as well. Um, but, yeah, like, this one was tough for me because going through the lyrics, there wasn't really much about rock formations. So... And it doesn't always have to be lyrically associated. I know you're a wordsmith, so that's natural. Your brain would go there. Yeah, so uh, I suppose one could try going by the music. Um, For me, I I think after a lot of thinking, I settled on I would have waited forever, if only for the fact that it mentions a landslide. And for some reason, like this crazy arched rock formations like in my head i can imagine like some action movie where like a landslide like causes like the rock formations to like curve or something where that might not really be possible but it's like that that's sort of my re my ridiculous reach i guess gosh i i don't know i didn't forethink up through these things a lot in fact if folks don't mind, I'm going to pull up real quick the track list because uh, right. there's so many songs on there. Um, bear with me here. Yes, Union track yeah. listing. Oops, I misspelled yes. <laughs> yeah, I also like how during this period, Roger was also using like... Um, it looks like he used something that looks like finger painting, like he puts that on Union and the Yes Years box set, which the Yes Years artwork is probably the one that gets me the most nostalgic because it makes me think of the video documentary. Yeah. So um, I think for me, it's um, Miracle of Life is my favorite song on that album, but it in no way to me is tied to that cover. So is there one that you think works better or? Yeah, I think. Like, is there music that maybe it's just the music that makes you think? To me, that's how all these are. It's mostly the music for me. And I think it's either the more we live. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Or um, Angkor Wat which oh yeah because that has like a geographic aspect exactly you know they they thought Angkor Wat was the um center of the universe that's how it was that's I think also what it might mean so yeah I I think I did consider that song for that reason but yeah there's something that's thematic relevant there for me and then we have um Keys to Ascension One which has a lot of aspects from uh the Union album, if you look at those rock formations. Um, yeah, the arches. Yeah. Um, we what? also included uh, an alternate version, which I think is like right. the interior artwork, which has more moss. Uh, it's more moss focused, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. For me, it's that that is. There's just something about it that represents the key studio stuff. For me. Right. Yes. So for the keys to ascension stuff, we decided we're limiting our choices to just the studio tracks. Right. So for for keys one, I went the opposite direction. I went with be the one because that that is reminds that, me of that's the, actually what I meant. I'm sorry. 
Lip, oh, seriously. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually meant Be the One. Yeah, that's the song oh. I was hearing in my head. I don't know why I said That That Is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But what's that, the reason that is, for you? That That Is makes me think of a, of the city, whereas Be the One feels more, a bit more vague, more, it has more like universal themes. Um, it sounds kind of cosmic, almost talking about love and all that. And yeah, I, I just feel like between the two, Be the One feels more apt somehow. yeah that makes sense and then there's uh the this alternate alternate one and then there's keys to ascension too which um i actually really quite like that the pink theme is just so different you don't see pink on a lot of yeah. albums in fact i have one other album in everything i own two actually one is jethro toll's a passion play has some pink and my um uh, best of B-52s is a pink cover. Yeah, the, this is a pink version, and there's also a blue version on the next slide. But yeah, so yeah. out of the studio tracks that are on Keys 2, which one would you say oh, uh, fits uh, the art it's, the best? It's easily uh, Mind Drive. Okay. I, just, I just associate Mind Drive with, with that album so much. Um, how about you? Yeah, I think for me, it's actually Footprints. No, because... you're wrong. It's Mind Drive. <laughs> yeah, because the, the title makes me think of like traveling. And, you know, if you travel, you go, you might go to places like this, like these rock formations. So that's sort of my reasoning. Um, you know what's quick, weird? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, I see a comment from... Sarah Hohepa, who says, watching from New Zealand, y'all are very inspirational. I'm Thank currently you. listening to some jazz. Thank um, you, Kiwi. Ms. Kiwi. <laughs> right. So what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, even when I hear Mind Drive, I so associate it with that cover. You know, I'm a very visual thinker. It's just how more I see pink when I see that song in my head. It's, uh, okay, it's yeah, that, I think I do as well. Yeah, interesting how that works. Now, we've got yeah, this one. We've, yeah, the key studio. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for this one, we can use any of the studio tracks from keys one and two. Um, I, I have an answer. Do okay, you have one? I do. Um, mine is... Um, uh, I'm brain farting again. Jeez, getting older is so much fun. Hold on, I gotta look at the list of s this other thing I have in my phone. Um, bear with me, well, folks. Well, well Steve the, goes. Yeah, in the meantime, I'll say mine. Uh, for me, it's bring me That's to the mine. power. That's mine. Bring me to oh, the power. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Now, what's so bizarre about that is there's really nothing relevant in that artwork. So I think it's just a, a feel or an emotion we get that yeah. somehow whoosh, matches up. Yeah, because this artwork is just a few colors and the logo. Like, But right. I think for me, it's because Bring Me to the Power is such a weird song and the keys get really weird. And there's that whole thing of, if we don't give them the keys, how are we supposed to get? And so um, I think, yeah, just in my head, like think of the colors of the song, like it's like, yeah. It fits the key studio art, I guess. Cool. Now this next one's 
a step even more simplified, if I may use that word, Roger, from Key Studio, and that is simply the logo with an orange gradient against black, open your eyes. And this is yeah. a, this might be one of the hardest ones, because quite frankly, it's really <laughs> just the logo, and then you're, you're led psychologically by the title on there. And I have to say, the title track is what I think of when I see this. Yeah, there's really no room for interpretation. It's like we can't really, well, like we pretty much only have to use the words that are on there. So yeah, yeah, I'd say open your eyes. Um, and the word eyes has the word yes in it. So there you go. <laughs> cool. Moving on to one of my favorite, favorite Roger Dean album covers and one of my favorite Yes albums, quite frankly, The Ladder. I love this cover. I love how... He's got, and I really hope he would not be offended by this. You know who the artist uh, Kincaid is? Who does the cottage paintings with the the lantern lights outside and like lights inside the cottages and the cottage gardens? Are you familiar with Kincaid? Um, I'd have to look it up and Look, look it up. And, and I'm reminded by his work a little bit, by the way Roger has these illuminated windows in these um, stone architectural structures, just that element. And it's not quite day. It's not quite night. You don't know if it's twilight. You don't know if it's dusk. Yeah, yeah. Th these look familiar. So maybe I have seen Kincaid's work. And who do you think that is on the bridge? Um, I've always thought it was like a couple hikers. Yeah, but who? Um, and why just two? Oh, no, there's possibly three more right here. But yeah, there were maybe. six in the band at the time. Yeah, so like I wonder what that's all about. But it ended up one of them not returning. So interesting. Maybe prophetic? <laughs> so do you have a song in mind for uh, this one? This one's hard. Um, I'd say it's not. I'll tell you what it's not, and I'll tell you why, if I could tell you okay. that first. It's yeah. not Homeworld. Because I remember when this came out and there was that game that was yeah. built around Homeworld. So I'm seeing those graphics with the spaceship and everything. And I know there's that floating thing to the left. So it's not Homeworld. It's more so um, either... Oh, I can't look at the tracks. Either face-to-face -face or... The lightning strikes or no? Because there's no lightning. Otherwise, it it could be to um, be alive or oh. Uh, hold on, I, I I really I'm really need to look at the track list. So I'd say it's all right. Probably, no worries. Um, For some reason, either face-to-face -face or finally, even though there's nothing really relevant lyric-wise, it's just the feeling I get from those songs and when I see this. Yeah, um, this isn't my final answer, but I can see what, like, finally, like, the music of it could, like, just if I close my eyes of Pathways, if it could remind me of, like, some of these arches type of thing. Yeah. But for me, like, initially, my pick was going to be It Will Be a Good Day because it talks about, like, all this beautiful scenery. And That's true. I considered and, like, that. 
And, but like with Homeworld, like you mentioned, my initial thought was like, yeah, it's not Homeworld. That makes me think of the video game. But looking at the full art again and like seeing how alien the rocks are with like the windows on them and like the floating rock being kind of like an alien spaceship, like not metallic Whoops. like we're used to. Sorry. Um, it makes <laughs> me think even more of Homeworld just. So yeah. I, I think Homeworld is my answer. Like Interesting. In end, that's reasonable. Maybe that's where they ended up. Yeah. And, and I know that um, uh, in parentheses, like the track is Homeworld, the ladder. And I always thought that was kind of weird, but maybe yeah. there, there's that connection there. Yeah. What is the ladder? There, it's yeah, not it's, mentioned in any songs that I can recall. Yeah, they're not using a ladder to climb these rocks. For I didn't see a ladder. It, so I don't know. Um, okay, next we have yeah, Fly we, From Here. Yeah, and we have like a few uh, Fly From Here related things. So I'm going to click the, through them as you narrate. Yeah, so there's the cover art, and then there's like the full art that I found on, I think, Roger's site, which weirdly omits the bird for some reason. Um, and then we have the return trip artwork, which includes this sort of deer-like um, animal. It might or, be an antelope or gazelle. Oh, yeah. It might be something like that. But, yeah. So is there a song that you think represents either both Fly From Here's or w one represents one, one represents return trip? Like, what, what, are, what are your choices? Well, before choice? I... Answer that, I want to mention that the thing that I always thought was interesting, curious, interestingly curious about this is that you've got the birds, you've got what looks like could be a cat in the roots of that. See right there? Yeah, like a little throwback to drama. Exactly. That is, see the tail? That's definitely like a panther or something, right? Clearly. Right. Look at that. And, and then in the logo, it looks like scales of either a fish or a snake see that yeah yeah i definitely see that so i think it's interesting how all that's blended together so i'd have to say um you asked for this one and then return trip i don't really have much separation between the two albums okay um so i think I don't know if this is a acceptable answer, but I just think of fly from here. Sweet. If mm. I can group all that together, cause it's a story and you've got the right. flight and you've got the, let's call it a black Panther possibly, or, or black yeah. cougar like my wife. Oh my gosh. That's no. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> What do you, what do you, do you separate the two albums and do you have a song that's more, and I'm curious because if you have a different song that's more representative, I find that interesting since they're basically the same album. So this might surprise people, but even though there's the flight aspect, I don't think the fly from here suite is the best represent, well, in my opinion, like because Fly From Here is more about an airplane and it's mechanical. Um, I think Hour of Need 
because it mentions the wilderness and water to drink. So hmm. um, I think I would say hour of need for the original. And then for return trip, I think I would say uh, the Steve House Sun song, uh, Don't Take No for an Answer, because it begins with oh. him singing, Amidst these mountains again, I realize it. So I imagine those mountains, like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. That's fair. I like that, actually. You put a lot of thought into that. Right. Okay, um, now, for ready for the next one? Yeah. And is anyone else commenting? Folks, we'd love your take if you're familiar with the albums um, and the artwork. Um, I see Sarah said, y'all give me Fly to the Concords vibes. Oh, uh, interesting. And oh. also that <laughs> these drawings are beautiful. Yeah, he he is just such a fantastic artist. And I think to delve outside his work with Yes, which we've done, you really see how brilliant he is. He's not just one thing, you know, right. uh, which is cool. All right, so next we have Heaven and Earth, which um, that's such an interesting background. Like, I can't tell... I guess that's, it looks like it's in motion as if something is rising out of some ice ocean or something, but I think it's meant to be a static image, right? A static. Yeah. I've structure. always thought it was a stationary, maybe glacier or mountain yeah. or, or something. Um, you got the tree that has like some frost on it. Uh, almost looks like it connects to the thing. So yeah, to um, me, and I'm going to zoom in, I'll tell you what my answer is and why. Um, I'll tell you the why first. To me, there's something very, um, there's a lot of distance between what we see in the foreground, the green foliage and, and whatnot, and then what's way back there in the distance. So there's such a, to me, I'd say an ambient landscape, if you will. So okay. Believe Again, I think just as soon as that song starts, it just seems to fit this scene for me. Okay, yeah, because there is a mention of climbing to a mountain line. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and that did come to mind, but the more I thought about it, the more I was sort of leaned to Light of the Ages because that song begins with such a, winter holiday music feel for like the few first few oh. seconds because it, it sounds like it reminds me of like bells and chimes and stuff and yeah. then uh, meant the words mention like through the winter of our lives and so like that song has such a wintry feel so like i i feel like light of the ages might that qualify works. for that reason cool we'll call that a white scape right and then we have from a page. Yeah, this is a really neat one too. Very Asian. Um, you know, I've been to Japan and that's definitely. Oh, yeah. Even the that boat. tower. Yeah, and, the yeah. tower, this structure here. This looks exactly like a temple that we saw there in Kochi. And, and even the boat, it looks like a fishing boat that we've seen there. Yeah. Um, I, I clearly have one for this. Do you? Yeah, for me, I went with words on a page. Me too. It talk, 
Okay, yeah, because it talks about traveling and like distant worlds and planets. And for all we know, this could be a different planet. But absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and musically, to me, it just really fit as well. There's something very storybook yeah. about it to me. Um, yeah. But I love zooming in on these and seeing the detail. Look at that. The, the yeah, stanchions sure. with the rail, the boat, the head of maybe a snake or serpent there, the temple. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love it. It feels like a little, like in terms of the blue color, like it's always felt to me like a throwback to Keys to Ascension in a way. And there's clearly you're looking through mist through the whole thing. You know, you get right. the mist coming up off the water, and it's like you're looking through mist at the whole scene, which is yeah. Neat. I love this. Also, one more thing. This detail, like here, this method goes way, way back to his early days of some of his, some of his other work, even outside of Yes, where he was mixing uh, water or oil with the paint and creating this these rock surfaces with this like modeled look. So I, it's kind of got some throwback elements to me. Yeah. Like those swirls remind me of like what I mentioned earlier of the finger painting looking things on yeah. union and yes years. Yeah, exactly. Last but not least the quest. This is another beautiful album cover with so many different elements to it. You got this little river trickling down you got this rock formation of someone that some people have said maybe that's Chris. Let's zoom in on that a little right, bit. Right, because it's it, the shape is uh, it does look like a person, whether intentional or not. Yeah, and the way he would dress with a big coat or capish <laughs> sort of thing, and then there's the there's the song that could be representative of Chris mm -hmm. on there. Um, you, all, these Asian trees on the rocks the sunlight coming through. This is beautiful with the shadows right there on the surface and the light hitting there. And then this weirdness, he's got to throw in some architecture made from natural, you know, formations. And then way in the background, the light hitting the mountains and the, it's just really a lot of stuff going on here. The tree, the detail in the bark, another Asian looking tree. Yeah. It's such a large scope. Yeah, it is. Um, what song comes to mind for this? For me, it's the Western Edge because when I listen to that song, it it feels very adventurous, like going to somewhere far, but also like, um, and of course there are edges of the like rocks as well, I guess. But yeah, there's just something about the music of the Western Edge that feels to me like the vibe of this location that we see you know what i picked a song for the exact same reason however the song i chose the title is not represented in the image the way you just described the western edge is um unless we consider from here to here an ice bridge but I thought of the ice bridge because I see this picture and I see adventure. And to me, the ice bridge, I hear adventure. There's that gallop, there's the travel aspect. And to me, that just right. was an automatic fit. Like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Cool. That was fun. We went through one, if we count just every album, not every piece of work, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 albums. Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he's done, I don't know how many live albums if we include the DVDs. Oh, like, like 100 or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah crazy. Yeah, um, he, he's become so um, connected to Yes's visual identity. And I even, I love the marketing for the tours even, like, yeah. like we were talking about with the logos and stuff. So And I loved uh, him incorporating the stage work with his brother Martin um, in the flash forward version of that with songs from Songus, the 35 year anniversary. He hadn't done that since the Relayer tour. Yeah. So that was quite the event and what, what they've been doing with like video wall stuff, you know, showcasing more of the visuals it's uh, i'm i'm glad that yes keep the visual aspect uh, alive in yeah. all these different ways yeah it's almost hard to look at an album by yes that is post fragile it's hard to look at a post fragile album that's not a roger dean cover it's it's just yeah. it's it, there's something there's a disconnect there regardless of the lineup regardless of the music there's just a disconnect without him there. Yeah, I and think. Here, here's a couple um, interesting tidbits. Uh, I recently read that Roger said that for Heaven and Earth, he like he was told the title over the phone, and when he presented it to the band, they're like, "Wait, that's not the title we thought of." And oh, that's but, right. Yeah, but then they ended up going with it and I, I couldn't find like I don't think they've said like what their original title idea was I don't know if they're maybe saving it it had to be else, something but... that sort of sounded like that so what could sound like heaven and earth and be misinterpreted that shaven yes. and birth shaven <laughs> and girth uh, well no <laughs> haven and but... mirth Maybe, but um, yeah, the other thing is I remember one of the Q&As that he did, uh, this is like unrelated, but related to him. Uh, someone asked him if the angular look of the tree on the Yes Years artwork, if maybe that was inspired by the Going for the One cover with like the towers or something. And Roger's answer was, God, no, and like with a laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. And I wasn't finished with my possibilities. What what about saving the Firth? Oh, maybe. heaven and earth, saving the Firth. Um, you know, like how many words rhyme with with Earth? Firth, mirth. Yeah, I think anything else yeah. at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's makes you think. Yeah, yeah. I want to know who would know the answer to this, Steve. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Because Billy, maybe, yeah, we, we'll, we'll have to reach. like see if there's anyone we can ask. But. Yeah, we got to reach out for sure. I wonder if Roger ever found out. Yeah, because we know he misheard, but did they tell him like what it actually was after that whole thing? Like, yeah, interesting. And then that's funny that they went with what he interpreted rather than saying, no, no, it's this. Right. That's curious. He, heaven and earth must be the better name. <laughs> 
yeah, shaven it, and curved. It, it, I don't know. It's it, it, like heaven and earth is kind of a generic name. Like I, I thought so back then and I still kind of think it, but it's like, yeah, what would the other name have been? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a fun exercise going through all these and going over our interpretations and yeah, yeah, happy birthday again to Roger Dean, now 78 years old. Wow, he looks great, too. He looks great. I, I wish I had, and, and no matter what head of hair I would have right now, I wish I had his head of hair. I think it looks <laughs> brilliant that just that snow white head of hair looks great. Um, and folks, if you're watching the archive or listening to it on our Anchor Network of podcast channels, Go ahead and chime in with your thoughts on these album covers. Rewind it, play back, look at album covers that you're familiar with the material. Chime in with what you think it is. Tell us in the comments if you're watching or listening on a platform where comments are enabled. And you can write us if you're only hearing it on the anchor.fm network. You can write us at yesshiftpodcast at gmail.com. If you've never seen the visual aspect of this, and this is the, the best episode to see that on this and a previous Roger one because we're showing all this artwork. You can follow us on facebook.com slash yes shift. And for those of you who maybe just want to listen to us while you're jogging, walking the dog, doing garden work, laundry, whatever, pretending you're doing homework or working in your cubicle, you can go to anchor.fm slash yes shift as well. I think I got everything, Steve. Yeah. Um, you can also f- search Yes Shift on YouTube and you'll find our channel. I-, I think once we get 100 subscribers, we can get the customized URL. We're pretty close. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's everything. And we'll be back on September 6th. Uh, so, Tuesday of next week, uh, 5 30 p.m. Pacific US time. And it might be a mix of things. There might be a few news items and a bit of fan feedback, a couple what-if scenarios we might discuss. So Yeah, yeah. write us. We, we read fan mail, if you will. We read comments from where we simulcast this on our Yes Shift Facebook page and Drum Talk TV. Why Drum Talk TV? Why? We didn't talk <laughs> about drumming. Why? Quite frankly, because I'm the Drum Talk TV guy. And Steve yeah. works with Drum Talk TV also behind the scenes. He runs things. And I'm the founder of Drum Talk TV, in case you didn't know. And yes, is a huge influence on me. So that's the tie-in. And it's just to broaden our reach and our audience and turn you on to other stuff. And I have something very special I can reveal in a couple days. Well, I actually have a question for you, Steve, about that. But basically, it's related to Chris Squire and Alan White, two of my Huge, 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 huge influences, and I knew Alan since 1989. Steve, when is that thing going to be published that I'm making that thing for tomorrow night? Um, I'm actually not sure. I know it's like due end of August, and uh, I mean, am I allowed to say like what is? You could say, you could say what thing? you could say what it is. Just don't tell them about what my submission is. Okay, so yeah, just a reminder: go miguelbase.com and. Uh, yeah, people have been submitting their uh, tributes to Chris and Alan. Uh, of course, Alan passed away a few months ago, so it's a nice thing to do. And yeah, like uh, it was originally supposed to, like end of July was the original deadline, but got extended to end of August. So yeah, pretty much um, at the last, um, within the last day, I guess right now, uh, tomorrow being the 31st for Yeah, it us. started as Play for Chris. 
where people could submit them playing music by Chris or playing to music by Chris. Mostly, of course, would be yes music. Or you could you could go on camera and just give a spoken tribute, get up to 90 seconds and say, oh, Chris was just such a huge inspiration. I'm not a musician, but I saw yes 22 times. My favorite, you know, anything like that. And then, like Stephen said, they added Alan Wiping that he just passed away in May. So Stephen prodded me to do a submission. And I came, let's just say I came up with something just a couple days ago that comes from the what did I get myself into department <laughs> and I'm actually recording it on video uh tomorrow the 31st to get it in just in time and why why am I not doing it now or earlier one I got to learn what I created and two just busy schedule busy I'm busy yeah. hey busy and important okay just busy <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you folks should check that out. What's the website? Maybe you want to put it in the comments as well. Uh, yeah, I'll put it down. It's miguelbase.com. Yeah, and submit, folks. Be part of this. If you're a Yes fan, Chris fan, Alan fan, Dan fan, Stephen fan, Miguel Base fan, and yeah. let's let's see what you got. Bring it! I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it big time. I'm proud of what I'm going to attempt to do. I'll let you know if I'm proud of how it comes out. Right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's everything. We've done all our plugs and uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun and we'll see everyone next time. Yep, and you could pretty much, we kind of have a one more thing, somewhat of a regular schedule now where we're going to do this most Tuesdays at 5.30 Pacific US, 8.30 PM. Um, I, well, we'd have to look at our schedule because I know we chose certain dates that are not Tuesday, so. Well, I said mostly. Um, uh, well, September is kind of what we'll, we'll post the schedule. You're and right. Whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should post a. <laughs> we should. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Steve's the producer. I'm. What am I again? Why am I here? Uh, you play drums and are familiar with this music. Okay, there you go. That's know. good enough. Um, <laughs> we should make a graphic like a tour poster with the dates. The only right. catch with that is that we got to stick to them. And once in a while, something sideways goes sideways, and then we have to change the date. But we'll, maybe we'll do that. No, yeah, I've previously uh, done a thing where I make a post where it has one of those Facebook background things and all like put the dates and what the potential topic is. And that seemed to work well enough. So maybe we'll do that again. Uh, we'll Which see. reminds me, you folks can also write us and submit show ideas. We've done a few that were submitted by fans. So if you got show ideas for Yes Shift where we talk about everything Yes and the periphery and other wacky prog stuff, go ahead and submit something. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, thanks for listening or watching and we look forward to hearing from more people and for whatever else we'll talk about next. Thanks folks, bye-bye. Oh, missed a button. Ha, ha, ha.